Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back, everybody. You all have no idea (laughs) the struggle that it took to get to this fucking recording. It's been like two weeks in the making. (laughs) Two weeks that we've been trying to goddamn record. We sat down. I was sitting at my computer. We were ready to go last week. And then I went to hit record on my recording software. And it said, no. It said, fuck you, actually. I feel like all of the other struggles were like my fault. My life has been just like a struggle bus lately. I'm not gonna lie. Evan also fell down the stairs. On the I did. That, was, that sucked. <laughs> no, literally, I was trying to carry like my laundry, and I was wearing some nice thermal socks, and I stepped a little bit too like down the stair, and literally, like I did the thing where like I didn't like fall on my back. I just kept sliding diagonal oh, on my feet. <laughs> And if we keep that first part, this is hilarious. Evan's computer ran out of space. Hey, guys. <laughs> um, I have like four seasons of the show on my old ass laptop, and it is literally struggling. Even though Amanda six months ago told me to get an external hard drive. Guess who <laughs> didn't do that yet? Me. You got to get um, one of those, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, I will be purchasing one after this episode. But hey, guys, if anyone has any advice on how to fucking free your storage on your Mac, let me know, because I have no app. <laughs> No photos, no texts, but some reason my other is taking up all of my storage. So, any help, thanks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, here we are. We're back, back, back again. Um, this We are recording this on November 27th. Uh, at this point, we have released the first episode of season six. I Woo! didn't... I didn't put out an episode this week that just passed because it was Thanksgiving week and I thought it was weird. Uh, so I'll put out one on Tuesday, tomorrow, Tuesday the 28th. And then it'll be another couple of weeks till we're caught up to this one. Let's go. <laughs> I have something kind of silly to report. My mm. younger brother is rewatching Shameless and he told me over <gasps> like while I was home for Thanksgiving break. And then he texted me today and he was like, What's is your podcast on Apple? What's the name of it again? And I was like, <gasps> No! Is this your older brother or your younger my brother? My younger brother. He's he's nineteen. <laughs> I, I was like, I was like, okay, you can listen to it, but just know it's really embarrassing. <laughs> no, whenever I like tell for people my brother they're like, to listen to, I was like, we're whenever, crazy. Whenever I tell people that like about the podcast, I'm like, start after like season three because my my quality gets better. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also like I'm also like I was genuinely crazy back then. I'm not gonna yes. lie. Yeah, I love our humble beginnings. Uh- <laughs> like I always like think about it. I'm like, oh, this silly little podcast we do, and I was like, it's been three years. Yeah, <laughs> it's been three. It's years. been three years. Literally three years. Like yeah. three years this January for me yeah. at least being like a regular. Yeah, like that's we- crazy. I I love this for us. This is so fun. Um, and then, I think insane. this is our. Po- I think this is our first recording post strike. Um, is it? I think I think so. It was either yeah, cause, that cause or one they of them, had like because a- uh, who signed BAFTA? SAG. SAG signed BAFTA. first. I think we recorded after. Shut up. <laughs> I think SAG signed first. Well, it's, and then- it's it's SAG after. <laughs> okay, and then my recording stopped. We hey should guys, probably welcome we to the most start the most dysfunctional podcast on the internet right now. <laughs> Thanks for all who stick around. We're, we're fighting through it. We're also, trying. I want to say at the. I also do want to say I want to say yeah. thank you to everyone for the feedback since posting the most 
the the first episode of season six we got so many people reaching out to us just being like we missed you and like guys we missed yeah. you too we promise it was like we were holding because of the strike i swear like i know yeah. we didn't forget it, <laughs> i promise it was really it was really nice to see at least a couple of people be like oh my god i was waiting for this I'm like yes i guess uh, uh, but this is the luck we had, a shameless recap podcast. Woohoo! And this is, we're doing, we're into season four still. We're season four, sorry, season six. six. Season six. Oh my goodness, Good Amanda. <laughs> season six, episode four. Going once, going twice. Also, hi, I'm Amanda. I'm one of the hosts. <laughs> hi, I'm Evan. You you know me. <laughs> I'm Lena, by the way. In case you <laughs> Yeah, we were just talking about um, television because we could talk about television now. I watched a very weird Jeremy Allen White movie called Fingernails. It ends the way most indie movies end, which is frustrating and stupid and making you want to scream. Are you guys going to see Iron Claw? Oh, yeah. Maybe not in oh, theaters. Yeah. I'll probably, maybe at home. Yeah. I watch three movies a week at least because I'm in three different film classes right now. Mm, so yeah. I'm and sometimes. You're out. You're kidding. Oh. Lena! Oh my god. Um, are we cursed? No! Are we actually cursed? Why did that just happen? <laughs> it literally it literally quit me out and it was like power saver and I was like, huh? My my battery's, not even, my battery's not even close to being dead. That's crazy. What the fuck? Um, I'm a little movied out sometimes by the time I'm like done with my movies for the week for school. If you yeah. want to know what movies I'm watching for school, I post I I log them on Letterboxd like every time. That's awesome. Nice. But I've anything, been severely lacking in my TV. Anything you I, liked out of your f- school films recently? Um, I watched The Band's Visit, like the movie okay. that inspired the musical, which yeah. is really uh. good. Um, I watched, earlier this semester, we watched Al Pacino in Cruising, where he plays an oh. un- undercover gay cop. Yeah. Um, that was really cool because it was also about murder um <laughs> murder murder that's a hard one yeah i don't know i i could probably come up with other ones but i i mean my favorite movie this semester was probably a serious man the coen brothers movie yeah that one's kind of controversial rock. but i watched it and i was like it resonates it resonates it resonates it resonates yeah um so yeah i thought those were my movie picks for the semester <laughs> nice Nice. I, I was just saying I'm watching uh, Matt Bomer's Fellow Travelers, which is fucking awesome. I'm also, it's the Doctor Who, the Doctor Who specials, David Tennant, Doctor Who. Oh, I saw something. You know what movie I saw? What? The Five Nights at Freddy's movie. <laughs> I also saw that. I also saw Did that. Did you like I it? I saw that. I, I had fun. Okay. It was I had critiques, so, but I had fun. It was so long, but for My some thing reason- is- Go. For some reason, I saw some article saying it was like two hours and it was like over two hours or something. And it was so like an I hour went in. And 50 minutes. I know, I know. I saw some article or something saying it was like two and a half. So I went in expecting it to be that long. And then when it ended after 150, I was like, oh, okay. Like, weird. But I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Like, I, my I whole giggled, thing is just. I laughed. 
I I went into it just I like not saying like I'm not like a big fan of the franchise. I just like grew up watching like Matt Pat like Game Theory. I grew up with like fucking Markiplier. Like I'm not an idiot. I'm a child from the internet. I know about this game. And then also you have the Renaissance of Josh Hutcherson. So of course I'm gonna go see Homeboy on the big screen for the first time in like a million years. Well, I feel but, like yeah. this this is his re- yeah this is his like Renaissance. I'm surprised that they couldn't get Markiplier for a cameo. No, they did. He's filming his movie Iron Lung at the same time so they had scheduling conflicts that's why you got uh, matt pat and the the cab driver was a, a a streamer or like a gamer oh i didn't even i didn't even know that yeah i i saw i knew i knew matt pat but i didn't know the other person but yeah no so markiplier he literally did make a post like right before the movie came out he was like hey like just gonna say like i'm not in it like i don't want to have you guys think i'm like playing up to like oh my god no i'm not in it like you just have to go see the movie he said it was scheduling conflicts because he was filming that movie that iron lung with the because well, he like stuff wrote, video he's game. like writing directing starring whatever yeah um so that was just that conflict but my whole thing is just like that game is so crazy that of course they're not going to be able to fit six games and like a million hours of lore into it. So I was like, y'all can't go into it mad about that. Second of all, they had to keep it PG-13 because if you want the people who enjoy the game to be able to see your movie, of course it's going to be PG. So it can't be like a murder fest, even though that's yeah. what the game is. The game is for children. And then third, I was just like, my why well, my own personal critique is just a focus too much on the other characters i was just like going to a fnaf movie you want to know about the characters but like they've relied too hard on like josh hutcherson's character mike and his family's lore that i was just like bored where where the where are the animatronics where's bonnie where's foxy but i had fun i thought it was great i had fun I did not see it. Zoe saw it. I know she liked it uh, because your Matthew your boy in Matthew's in it. Yeah, so I, I know. Say. I know. He ate ate it up. He, he didn't have it. He didn't have a lot of screen time, but what he did have, he but the everything happening was because of him. So that made him more like important than just like a minute total of screen time. Yeah. Also, such a shame that he absolutely definitely won't be in Scream 7 because there's no fucking way Scream 7's even going to happen at this point. Yeah, dude, the fact that they, was it Melissa is the one girl's name? Melissa was posting pro-Palestine stuff and so they so they fired her for being against a genocide. Mm-hmm. Crazy. And then Jenna and then dropped. Jenna Ortega dropped it and they said, oh, it was scheduling conflicts because of Wednesday. There is no script and no production date set for Scream for Scream 7. So how could it conflict with Wednesday when there's no production date? Did you guys see that one TikTok? It was just like, wow, guys, I can't believe us as Scream have been able to like survive forever because of the meta of the franchise. There's nothing that can happen to us, right, guys? And then it's just like, ah, and he's like, what is it? And he's like, oh, no, it's nothing. And then, yeah, I was just like, damn. I do want to see Miss Courtney Cox posting in in solidarity with her castmates. That would be fucking dope. That's crazy. And then you have fucking Noah Schnapp over here thinking- Zionism is sexy. Yeah, Zionism. And that's the that's the crazy thing too, is like I'm taking Judaic film studies right now, and our whole unit is about the aftermath of World War II and the mass migration to Palestine and the establishment of Israel. And we watched like a bunch of propaganda films, and I don't know, it's just like it's it's a really weird environment to be in because it's like it majority jewish students and so it's like we're seeing all this real-time evidence of like propaganda from the israeli state and like all this all this propaganda going back years and years we watched this movie called salah shabbati which has the dad from fiddler on a roof in it fiddler on the roof and 
it's like weird just to see how deep it goes because I mean like I grew up Jewish I get I get into a lot of fights with like my family and stuff about this Thanksgiving was weird for yeah. that but uh I it's weird to see how deep not like indoctrination but the sort of like idea the that grooming of just what it yeah that you're been. like that you're like connected spiritually or uh ancestrally when that's not necessarily the case for a lot of people especially like a lot of jews in america are ashkenazi so are you talking about like like, people's like heritage and how like the disconnect with that is yeah so it's like so it's like even if you're so it's like okay it's it is like kind of complicated because the whole idea is like even if, if you trace your lineage back like way 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 back everybody comes from like that area like israel but when you're like a hundred percent Ashkenazi Jew. That's a little complicated because that's literally a hundred percent Eastern European. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, it's it's yeah, it's weird to see like like I don't know this sort of like birthright that they instill in you because of the you know there's the whole like birthright trip and like yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's so it's like it's weird. I do have like some. Broad City did a really good like birthright trip yeah. episode. Well, because basically, they were like, hey, Israel's kind of super fucked up, isn't it? Well, and basically, what birthright is is like a dating service. Like, like yeah. they want because the whole point is they want you to meet someone and fall in love on this trip so that you continue the Jewish bloodline, and that's like kind of fucked up when you think about it. Yeah. Um, but like, I can that like probably started out of necessity because of World War Two, but like right. then in in the continuing light it's like wait a minute well but that movie the salah shabbati was so interesting because it showed inter-jewish conflict and like inter-jewish racism because it was all about like salah shabbati and his family who are mizrahi jews from like north africa or no 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 they were sephardic jews from north africa immigrating up to israel at the same time that all of the Ashkenazi Jews after World War II were immigrating and, like, establishing Israel as a state. And there was, like, racism or, like, prejudice against Sephardic Jews, even though the whole point of the state was, like, we're all aligned under Jewish heritage. There was still, like... That's crazy. ...discrimination against these Sephardic Jews and Mizrahi Jews, which are, like, the ones from the Middle Eastern area. So it was like, but then, but then it's weird because it's like, you can't even categorize people into like Sephardic and Mizrahi because like those kind of overlap too. It was, it was really, really interesting to learn about, but I'm like, I wish it was something that we brought into like current conversation where it's like, this has kind of always been a thing. No. Yeah, absolutely. And sorry, I'm just trying to pivot. Uh, Yeah. It is super fucked up to fire the lead of your franchise for saying, hey, genocide is bad, Hey, actually. this, like, kind of sucks and shouldn't yeah. happen. And they go, mm, maybe you shouldn't have a career. What? Yeah. Well, because they're like, you shouldn't call it genocide. Or they're like, for calling out the government, you're being anti-Semitic. And it's like, I thought there was, I thought we we supported the separation of church and state. I'm not going to lie. Like, yeah. Like, I don't, There's like, so many other crazy celebrities who have had so many crazy takes that still have Amy a platform Schumer. and still get, like, Fucking projects and stuff. Sarah Silverman got to host The Daily Show. I feel like Melissa didn't even, like, make her own constructive post. I think she just was reposting She posted, things. like, an infographic to her story or something. Yeah, and then she they posted were, like, someone else's post just uh, t- bringing that subject to light. And, um, and then yeah. you have fucking James from Big Time Rush with a press badge in Israel. Oh, I saw that. That was when, crazy. Like, when, like, actual Palestinian journalists are being, like, targeted. 
yeah it's you like James oh, okay. with a fake press badge with some nice foundation on his blemish like get out of my fucking face the weird thing is like because i obviously like my algorithm knows how i feel yeah like it pushes me obviously i know this like it pushes me content that supports that so it was really really weird to like go home and like my parents have like the news on or something and to see like the propaganda that cnn is pushing because yeah. it's because it's it's it is like it's all propaganda but also a lot of it is like real firsthand ground footage. yeah like what we are seeing on our phones is like people from palestine posting telling us what's happening in their day-to-day lives and the cnn is like so anyway here's the broad so we, strokes of well everything. they're like they're like so yeah. we sent an anchor to to shadow the idf and it's like yeah well obviously they're going to do some like like when they went into the basement and they were like these are names of operatives and then it was <laughs> i saw that they were like the calendar days of the week <laughs> yeah like it was like okay well it's also just crazy because it's like you live in such close you live in such close quarters with these people and not that i'm expecting you to like know their language because it's a completely different alphabet but it's like you don't know like basics and you guys live yeah. within 200 square feet of each other yeah you, uh, anyways, uh, it's so yeah, fucked right now. It's so much it propaganda. And- it is a shame that the Scream franchise is over now. Uh, that sucks. Uh, but the sixth movie was a good one to end on. Uh, yeah. Pretty good cast, <laughs> I heard. Mason Gooding. Yeah. It, was, it was, like, Scream 6 fucking rocked. Like, it was so good. Did you good. not see it, Lena? Yeah. I've only seen the first Scream movie. Scream <gasps> movie. I've only you seen the, I've only seen the first. Being- no, but like here's the silly thing is that like I haven't seen like the third, the fourth. Okay, the third but or like the, the, fourth, but the middle the is like whatever. <laughs> like that's <laughs> no, okay. no. I'm like I will fight the th- the second and the third one. I, are Which fucking one's amazing. Emma Roberts that's, and that's the Culkin? Feel... The fourth is the Culkin. Yeah, yeah. Is it Rory Culkin? Yeah, Not yeah. Sure. Yes. That's sort of how I feel about Saw. Like I'm like I've seen Saw one, two, three, four, and then I've like seen five, six, and seven and eight, but I don't give a fuck. Like I don't care. And then I've seen Spiral, which sucked, and I haven't seen Saw 10 yet. But Saw 10 is almost like a, it's it's like a weird prequel it's a prequel. Sequel. It's between it's, it's one, between one, it's and between two. one and two. Yeah. So it's like, but I'm like, I've, I haven't seen it yet. Because before John, but, is it Kramer? Yeah, it's before John Kramer, like, does the whole house that, thing. Yeah, because that happens in the second one, sort of. Is that with, like, the doctor lady who, like, cuts his head open? That's the third one, but he gets very sick at the end of the second one. Like, the second one kind of leads into the third one. Anyways, this is a show about Shameless. <laughs> I was thinking of, speaking of doctors and houses, so I, when we posted 601, I listened to it as I listened to all of them. And But it's been so long since we recorded it. We recorded that in July, by the way. Was um, I moving? That's crazy. I think so, yeah. I, was yeah, I definitely had, like, just moved in or something. But you guys had, it was when we were first meeting um, Giannis, and you guys were like, Amanda, you don't even know. You don't even know what's about to happen. And anyway, let's get to this fucking episode. (laughs) Snaps all around. It's episode 604 going once, going twice. (laughs) Let me just make sure I'm recording. I am. Oh my God, not again. (laughs) Okay. Let's actually, let's start this at 8.30. We just sat down at 7.45, right? Great. Um, amazing. Yeah, I'm supposed to go to the, get drinks after this, so let's go. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, it aired on January 31st, 2016. Crazy. That was a clean seven years ago. Uh, definitely when this episode is going to be posted. Clean seven years ago. Um, woof. Different world seven years ago. No, seriously. Well, I'm like 2016. We all know what happened. Yep. And this episode was written by Davy oh. Holmes. <laughs> Wait, that yeah. took me a second. I was like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> yeah. This is the sixth of seven episodes Davy writes. He's got one left. He did 308, Where There's a Will, 405, There's the Rub, 401, Liver, I Hardly Know Her, 504, A Night to Remember, wait, what? 511, Drugs Actually, this one, and 609, A Yurt of One's Own. Banger, 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 banger. (laughs) 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 He can't can't help it. Lena, what's 609? A Yurt of One's Own, Uh, Debbie and Queenie. Oh, when they go to that place. Spoilies, spoilies. Also, he he was writer on In Treatment, Get Shorty, Pushing Daisies. He stayed, but he stays busy. Uh, this episode was directed by Christopher Chucklack. This is his sixth of eleven episodes he directs. He did four ten liver. I hardly know it's a, her. It's a it's so, a cursed episode six six six. Yep. No uh, way. And he has previously so worked with Davy on that liver. I hardly know her. <laughs> And then he did 501, Milk of the Gods, 509, Carl's for Sentencing, 512, Love Songs in the Key of Gallagher. Boo, hiss, fuck you, 512. Well, well-directed episode, though. I'll give him that one. Ugh. 601, I Only Miss Her When I'm Breathing. This one, and he does 612, Familia Supra Gallaglorious. And then he does 701, Higher Rift, 705, Own Your Shit, 709, Ouroboros. And then the series finale, Father Frank Full of Grace. With the exception Damn. of the finale... With the exception of the finale, banger, 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 banger. (laughs) The fact that he disappeared for three seasons is crazy. And and because John Wells couldn't come back to do the finale or didn't want to come back to do the finale, they were like, you know who we should call? I feel like, like, not going to lie, they should have let Bill Macy direct the finale. Yep. That would have been cool. You... Maybe he wouldn't have been flying up in space if he had. He probably would have. He probably would have ate that up. He'd probably been like, that's a really good idea. (laughs) I don't know, his vibe of directing doesn't, like, stand did out John... to me, but, like, did he, does, I don't know, does his finale do anything for us? Like, I don't know, I didn't feel like No, because that was when they kind of started to shoot, like, sitcom style, like, it, oh, yeah. it felt and so green flat screen, after that. That green screen did not help season six at all because they weren't filming on location. I literally would be watching it and I'd tune out because the background was just literally, like, a blur of, like, orange and green. Right. Well, okay, the weird thing about, like, season... 11 specifically is like i know they couldn't shoot on location because of covid but even scenes in the house felt really flat like just 2d when it's the same set they've been using for the past 11 years the lighting was bad i don't it was just weird like i just i felt like i don't know it was it was just strange but like that like before i I would even say season 10 kind of has a similar feel but not even all the way through like, season 10 has its moments where it's like, oh, this is a, like, this is a program. <laughs> it's, like, right after, like, Mickey and Ian get, like, married and then it just, because they're not the focus points, it seems just, like, they're, like, what do we have to, what do we do with the other characters? Yeah. Yeah. All the time, I kind of wish that Galovich was the series finale. Like, yeah. all the time. Well, and it would have been such a fitting, Terry- like, wrap-up. Well, except, okay, if they had changed it so that, like, everybody else's storylines weren't really breaking down. Because, yeah. like, everybody else was, like, up in the air, like, some somehow, some way. But, like, Lip and Tammy were breaking up. But so does the series up. finale. 
So does the series. Nobody has That's a conclusive true. ending in the series finale. That's true. I'm like, so dissatisfied with that series ending. Yeah. Yeah. My friend just well, watched like, it through I, for the first time. I mean, I get that they probably felt like they were like, Frank has to die. Like, that's yeah. just what has to happen. But it's like, I don't know. It kind of it kind of would work if he didn't. Dementia. Yeah. Like, and the dementia storyline, like, alcoholism, dementia was kind of promising until it wasn't. Like, it, I like, struck a nerve, and then all of a sudden, I was just like, I don't care anymore. It would have so, so benefited from, like, okay, honestly, once they found out that Emmy was leaving, they should have just been like, okay, we're doing that storyline now, and yeah. we get to have, like, Fiona's reaction to it, because I feel like it would have been much more hard-hitting for me. I also really would have liked Frank dying surrounded by the family like i know him dying on his own okay was like because they because they, they were like it's they... covid like whatever he died like holding a nurse's hand who he called fiona i feel like it would have been such a powerful thing in this show for at the end them all to like rally around him i don't know which That's they the so which finale, they sort of but... did except they didn't because it was like their, it was Ian and Mickey's anniversary party, and then they were like, Frank's probably alive somewhere, because he did get up and leave after ODing. But, like, even yeah. when he OD'd, no one gave a fuck. And I get yeah. that it's, like, that they're like, oh, he does this all the time, like, he's gonna wake up. It's like, and no one gave a fuck. Yeah, Liam was the only person that was like, anyone see Frank? And then you panned is watching him fucking die in the hospital. Well, it's yeah. all like, let's be for real. How long has it been since the last time he OD'd like that? You guys should be a little nervous. Yeah. Because Liam, Liam was scared. It's like, he's probably never, like, it probably hasn't happened since he's been conscious. <laughs> uh, Anyways. That's the series finale, but this is 604. <laughs> the synopsis of this episode is Fiona confronts Patrick about the eviction notice that they've just been served, but her only choice is to get a mortgage from the bank and bid on the house at auction Ian bakes cookies for the firehouse, right, and discovers he was saved by a shift of gay firemen. Oh, God. I was talking with my roommate about this. I was like, I was like, no, Ian needed another boyfriend, like, in between him and him and Mickey getting back together because he needed to, like, it it needed to be confirmed for him that, like, that was the right choice. I know, but that's just because Noel was gone (laughs) for so long. But I'm like, why did both of his boyfriends have to be kind of annoying? Yeah. No, they were literally assholes, and they both turned. But then, on but him. then I'm like, but then I'm like, wait, Mickey is literally the most annoying ever. No, <laughs> no my favorite thing is, uh, uh, I don't want to spoil it because it's like a kind of like yes, a funny. Don't scene. spoil anything. Ah, uh, okay, no way. Okay, okay, I'll just text Lena about this scene. The previously on in this episode was done by Frank and one of the people living in the backyard, and previously on Shameless. Carl is selling guns at school. The alibi got voted the shittiest bar on the South Side. Debbie's pregnant, and so is Fiona. Fiona's getting an abortion. Debbie isn't. Fiona says then Debbie is not getting her support. Kev cut the wrong line on Giannis's bike and paralyzed him. There's a family renting the Gallagher's backyard. The Gallagher's are getting evicted. Ian saves somebody from a fiery car wreck. That's a lot of previously on. Damn. And then we get the title credits. And then we start with Fiona trying to get a hold of Patrick, which, if we all remember, was the is the man who owns the house. Uh, Carl once poisoned him with rat poison. He's also uh, their cousin. Also, he's their cousin. They accused him of trying to molest Debbie and blackmail him into giving them low rent on the house. That's the whole background on Patrick Gallagher. Oh, also, well, okay, the 
he owns the house. The agreement that they had was that they would pay him like 500 in rent every month. Yeah. And then he obviously he's supposed to take care of like the mortgage payments or whatever. Fiona is trying to get a hold of him to figure out what the fuck the eviction notice is about since they pay the rent. Meanwhile, Ian is baking cookies for the firehouse. That's that was me in the kitchen this morning. <laughs> and sorry, it took me a long time to type that. I don't know why. Well, it's also <laughs> like, Amanda, you're not going to be happy, but it's fine. No. <laughs> okay. He's hot, though, uh, so it's the only thing that matters. Also, it turns out, I think I previously said it's a Mexican family in the backyard. It's a Honduran family in the backyard uh, that Ian tries tamales. to borrow some flour from. Yes. Uh, why are they there again? Brain, they're what? renting the backyard. Frank let them oh, live right, there. Oh, right, right, right. I was like, why did out? I forget? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, Ian's like, maybe they'll have flour. Yeah, probably. Uh, Lip thinks Ian is pissed at him because of the fist fight they got into at school. Nah, they just do like, they just well, do let's, like that. But let's like, but let's like, get over it. You're such a baby. And it's like, yeah. you guys <laughs> didn't even talk about it. It's also like the next day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love how like Lip is home too. Like, wh- go go back to school. Why are you home? He's yeah. visiting. Well, he's he's visiting because he knows Ian's mad at him. <laughs> yeah. Lip is a uh, or Sean offers to drive Fiona to Patrick's, but she tells him you don't have to get involved. Uh, but Sean loves to get involved, and Lip is apparently going on a trip with his professor, also known as the woman he's fucking. Like a little conference call for her. Yeah. I forget what's her, what type of what does she do? What is she she's like, like giving she's, a speech? She's no, like, like what type of teacher is she? She's she's humanities. I really don't think she's STEM. She's no, like, I think it's a women's studies. Yeah, like, she's like women and she's gender like studies about, or something. Like, yeah. yeah, she's she's definitely like an English or like theory type. She's not like a, a science. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't assume yeah. she was. I knew she was like more literature, but I didn't know like what her class I don't think was. yeah, I don't think our husband is either. I feel like he's like psych or something. Yeah. Over to Debbie and Frank at the clinic where he is no, trying to give a medical doctor? Yeah, remember because he brings the the broken leg kid and he's like, Your husband's a doctor, he can fix him. And she's like, Yeah, no. oh no, he, she's she goes, like she's like, Yeah, doctor, a doctor or, of whatever, something sorry, else. Sorry, never yeah. mind. Yeah. I didn't th- I thought too far too early in the scene. Anyways. Over to Debbie and Frank at the clinic where he's trying to give her parenting advice. She says she's going to get a part-time job to pay for her own place. And Frank is honestly very real with her about un- how unrealistic that is. He's yeah. Like, like girl, you're going to need two full-time jobs. <laughs> like, yeah. even though Frank, during his whole, him and Debbie's whole, like, thing, this episode, like, is there, like they're, it's like them two. Like, there's pretty scene stealers, I would say, in this episode. I but... think Emma, I think Emma and Bill have good chemistry. Yeah, like, when he's being, like, her dad, I love that. Like, it's, like, I love seeing Frank, even though he says the most fucked up shit ever, like, I love their chemistry because they've always been, like, the most father and daughter out of all of them. The clip of Fiona talking to Debbie where she says, like, Frank is on your side and you should be scared. That came up on my Instagram today or the other day. And I was, like, I was, like, such a good scene. So Frank tells her, he's like, if you're going to be on your own, you need a fucking sugar daddy, actually. You need a man to take care. Well, that's annoying. He's like, but you need a rich, a rich man to take but care of Frank, you. But it's Frank, so yeah. that makes sense for him to say that shit. Yeah. He wants a man to take care of him, and he has, and he will. Uh, the doctor shows her the baby on the ultrasound, and she and Frank do seem to have a little moment when they see little little baby for the first time frank like melts he's like well because he's like my Gallagher. first grandkid my first grandkid yeah. <laughs> and no he goes and then frank, no baby goes what about chucky and he goes oh <laughs> <laughs> over to school carl has gotten his crush a pink mink coat 
And she says, yeah, thanks, but no thanks. And blows it's ugly. Off. Dominique. Yeah. Dominique. Jumping to Fiona, who is crashing Patrick at his job. Apparently, he took out a loan of 60 grand on the house, didn't pay it back, and now the bank is foreclosing on the house. That's actually kind of funny for him to do that. Well, it's like, like, you know, he definitely thought of it and was like, wait, no loss. (laughs) Use that as collateral. No L. Like, yeah. (laughs) He doesn't give a shit. He will let them rot. He doesn't fucking care. I love, like, I hate Patrick, but it's like, just how unbothered he is is like, so they could they could low-key sue him or something but like it would it would just rack up more in legal fees than it would be worth like finding another house he says fuck the house and fuck their con artist deadbeat family and sean who went with her is in patrick's face stands up for fiona and then pulls her out when the fight isn't worth it it's like but, but like, Patrick, like, not to be, like, that bitch, he also was kind of right. He was just like, you guys pay me late every month, and, like, sometimes it's not even the full amount. Like, fuck you guys. Yeah, real. I, but it's also, for him to be, like, your con artist family, it's like, what about you? Not yeah, team landlord. Look in the mirror. Team realistic. I, and I, as of this episode, I am squarely team Sean. I love Sean. Love, love you, Dermot so Maroney. Uh, he was good when he was good. Ugh. He was hot the whole time. And then we go to the alibi. It's empty inside. The regulars stopped coming because it's a hipster bar now. But there are now also no hipsters inside. And V and Svetlana are plating tapas because the hipsters like tapas. I love the way Svetlana says it. She's like, tapas, try it. (laughs) (laughs) It's like squid, right? Octopus. No, it's just it's no. just like small plates. Like it's just no, no, like no. yeah. No, they're, she they're... says like the dish is octopus because I think oh, Kermit's Kermit's yeah, like, yeah. what is that? And she's like, octopus. <laughs> but yeah. but like tapas as a concept is just basically like a it's it yeah. co- it costs as much as an entree. Yeah, but it's yeah, like, like the size. There's of an a restaurant by me called Tapas, and it's so good. But oh my god, it's so expensive. Well, because they're like you should order three or four for the but table, still and, like then, and then bucks. each one is like. <laughs> I've been to one where it was like 30 bucks each, and I was oh, like, huh? mine are pretty cheap. Mine go range from like 7 to 15. Huh. Guess you gotta come to be more, guys. Take it to Tapas. <laughs> we join Ian. He's bringing a plate of cookies to the firefighter who saved his life. And the firefighter Ian talks to asks, was it Tuesday? And he is like, yeah. And he says, you're looking for the hose pullers, the gay firemen. They're all on one shift. Chicago, Fire Island. So good. Ian, so Ian funny. contemplating suicide on a casual Tuesday. <laughs> Is there any other day? Is there Tuesday, any other day? Tuesday, like midday, no less. <laughs> yeah. Ian does give the guy the plate of cookies. I know, because um, he like doesn't offer them. And the guy's like, Oh, I remember. Like, I remember. Like, doesn't he, doesn't he kind of look at him and he's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He like he like hesitates for a holds second. Holds holds his hands out, and he I remember he like raises his eyebrows because he looks kind of silly. He's like, <laughs> "Gonna give me those cookies?" Uh, back at the Gallagher house, Frank is bringing in a massively old man to meet Debbie, and the man touches Debbie's hair and gets all creepy about it. <laughs> is that the one when he holds the thing when up he to his the, the hole? In he his, does the, the Robocop thing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh no, she goes, "Leia, I am your father." <laughs> <laughs> Frank says the guy has a two-bedroom apartment with rent control and a nice car. He'd be a good setup for Debbie, and he's close to the grave, so it wouldn't even be for that long. So fucked up. But So she fucked rightfully- up. But he's kind of right. <laughs> Weirdly, it's like... <laughs> she calls Frank out for being out of his fucking mind about this and leaves. 
And then at work, Fiona says that she got, that since she got pregnant, the smell of bacon fully makes her sick. And there's only two more days until her appointment. She says, quote, unless you want to punch me in the stomach and get it over with. She makes those comments so much and Sean looks like he's about to cry like every single time. Because he's like, <laughs> stop it. He's like, why are we doing that? Let's not, let's not Because obviously he's like not that. against it, but like, he's just like, stop, please. Because <laughs> she makes multiple of those jokes. And he's, yeah, he basically he would like her to stop those. And then he asks, uh, he said, we could try to talk to the bank about taking over the mortgage payment. And she's like, well, that's actually, that's actually a very helpful idea. And he says, I am a naturally helpful person. She's like, must be tiring. He's like, it's utterly exhausting. They're charming. They're charming. <laughs> I'm I'm times when you can tell that the show is written by <laughs> British people. Yeah. Oh, they're just so damn charming. And I love them. Uh, and then we join Lip walking into a hotel with Helene. We find out she was on the synchronized swimming team in college this scene is ultimately pointless. It just shows you that they have arrived at their hotel. Well, it's Where's weird because it's like uh, in Indiana. <laughs> like is in that a, like a stay over? It's did they drive uh, there? It's a stay over from oh from oh, Illinois. No. Yeah, it's one state to the right. It's oh, okay. it's between it's between Illinois and Ohio. Gotcha. Okay, I don't go <laughs> north. You don't touch the Midwest. Yeah. Nah. Uh. Uh-uh, I'm, I'm an East Coast Midwest baby. girl for life. I'm an East Coast boy. <laughs> Back to Carl, who is helping Nick shop for a bike. And while they're shopping, Carl has a daydream about getting a convertible to impress Dominique. That scene is so funny because Liam's in that scene, like, pimped out too. (laughs) And he says to Nick, hey, yo, after we get this bike, how about we buy a motherfucking car? No, literally, homeboy, like, 16, no license. He's David Dobrik money. He's a YouTuber with with money and no supervision. He's, He's out of his mind. Get Tesla. And then Lip and Helene are getting settled into their hotel room. She's excited about being able to show him off, about being able to show off at the conference that she's scheduled to speak at. And she starts giving her speech about Simone de Beauvoir while Lip starts to dick her down. Intellectuals, for real. (laughs) What's that thing where it's like you're attracted to smart people? What's the word for that? Sapiosexual? Oh, I don't know. I'm attracted to dumb people. Sounds right to me. I know I don't I'm have attracted that. to dumb people. He says something like that. It's like sapio sapiosexuals be like, well, now I have to look it up. Sapiosexual, sexually attracted <laughs> to highly intelligent people. Sapiosexuals for real. Uh, at the bank, Fiona finds out there's <laughs> no the way for her to assume the loan, but she can instead try to buy the house at the auction it's being placed into. I like. I like that bank guy. He's like one of the most respectful bankers they've dealt with in this whole show. And he's like on their side versus against them. Like every other interaction they have with money. Yeah. And Sean's like, buy the house, apply for a mortgage. You have a stable income now. You're apparently her credit isn't really in existence since she's never opened a credit card or taken out a loan. Hold up. Didn't Frank take out credit cards and loans in all of their names? I think she was the only one he didn't do. I feel like they talked they talked about it. I feel like I remember what she, season was, she was that? He was like he was like I didn't do it for you and she was like you did it for Liam who's fucking 2 years old or something. Uh, I think it was season 1 or 2. Like it was early on. But I was like I remember him doing this. It was like the Monica shopping spree thing, right? It was it was really early. It was really early, but I'm pretty sure she was the only one he didn't do because okay. she was like because he was like well I didn't mess with you cuz like 
You're okay. like the the head of the household or whatever. You noticed. She was like, and I and I feel like she was like, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, like all of these other kids have their credit ruined now. Apparently, since she's never gotten a credit card, she's never taken out a loan. The banker's like, open up a credit card, take out a thousand dollars, and pay it back right away, and you'll have amazing credit and you'll qualify for the loan. And she goes, hold on, I can get a loan, which like. So fucking for real. When I went to the bank and said, can I please have $15,000 for my car? And they said yes. I was like, excuse me. I can't I imagine ever, money. <laughs> I know. I can't imagine ever getting a loan. Me neither. Yeah. I'm like, uh, huh. Meanwhile, I'm like, I think I'm like one year away from paying off my car. I'm really excited about it. Yes. Yay. <laughs> um, okay. So we settled that credit question I had. Great. We join Kev, who's eating his little Fruit Loops and watching TV, while Giannis calls from him from outside. Giannis says, I need a favor. I need your help to kill the lawyer and his family, the lawyer that did this to me. Because he thinks the lawyer down the block cut his brake line. Well, he thinks so, this to him. Like, it was like the lesbians, right? No, he thinks it was the lawyer, because Kev, Kev tells convinced him. him it wasn't the lesbians. Oh. Because he was like, okay, stop being yeah, mad at so them. True. And then Giannis it was is a, like, you know who I think people. it is? Yeah. yeah. Giannis is the one who's like, who's like, you know who it must be them? It must be those like fuckers down the street. Yeah. Uh, I'm yeah, sure yeah, he yeah. made an anti-Semitic joke about the lawyer, too. I'm, sh- I'm sure he did. Something or other. Um, and Kev says, hi, no, I'm not going to help you murder that man and his entire family. Actually, uh, go take your pain meds and think happy thoughts and go away from me now. Thank you so much. Uh, and in the Gallagher, back- Gallagher backyard, Frank is bitching in Spanish. Frank is speaking Spanish about Debbie turning down the sugar daddy. And inside, Fiona is talking about the plan for the house. Like, Frank speaking Spanish is genuinely It so makes impressive. sense, though, because didn't he, didn't he spend like three months in Mexico that one time? But he, he like wasn't like it makes so much sense. Aware. He's a world he's a worldly guy. Like I don't know. <laughs> he he uh, would he would pick up something like Spanish. Like it's just like he he would he just would know. <laughs> just to communicate with people who can hook him up with stuff too. Probably. Yeah, exactly. Uh, inside, Fiona is talking about the plan for the house. She tells Ian and Carl about the loan and what they need to get it done. She's like, "We need three thousand five hundred dollars five hundred dollars for a down payment." And they start talking about how to scrape it together, who's got what, what they can, what they can pawn. And Carl just pulls out a wad of, he's like, you need three bands? Here's three bands. I'll just hand it to you. And she considers it and then doesn't take it. Babe, it's cash. She's like, it's dirty money. It's cash. It's cash. Take it. (laughs) Just like, I don't understand. Like, it's like, it's it's definitely drug money or he's doing guns now. I'm like, it's definitely gun money, but like. It's not like they're tracking those bills or anything. It's to keep your house. Take it. Even Frank walks in and goes, we are Gallagher's. Take the money. What is wrong with you? And Fiona says, no. And Carl walks away with a Frank now trailing behind him because he knows he's got $3,000 in his pocket. And Ian goes, I don't know why you bother to call a family meeting. You make all the decisions anyway. So real. He's so funny for that. Yeah. <laughs> he's such he a, eight. He's such a bitch. And we love I don't know for that. why you bothered to call a family meeting. <laughs> You're right, Ian. You're right. And uh, Fiona justifies not taking Carl's money because she doesn't want to make it seem like she's okay with him being a criminal. And Sean throws off. A, Sean like sits with that. And then he's like, have your boobs gotten bigger? Like he just like throws her off with a joke. And he's like, I can pull from my savings to help you. And she's like, no, this has to be a thing that I do. And then she goes, 
savings, huh? And he went, literally hundreds of dollars, you fucking gold digger. <laughs> literally eight. <laughs> I love him. I lo- Like, the crash with him is going to hurt me so bad because I... I'm rooting for him. Uh, At the hotel, Lip is trying to figure out how the bidet works and is thrown off by it. Once again, rooting for by Lip. I'm rooting for him so hard because when he does get the bidet working, he's like, oh, oh, that, oh, that's nice. First time I tried a bidet, I made my friend hold my hand because I was so scared. (laughs) It's cold, bro. I don't like it. I literally hate it. It feels feels intrusive. (laughs) No, whenever like you're already using to the bathroom and then sometimes you get a little splash up. Oh my god. No, thank you. You think I want water there? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. No, thank you. First of all, I made it's my really friend scary. hold my hand. That's so funny. Because it was my, this girl I was friends with in high school. and got um, really nervous. Her family are like friends in like middle school. And her family were like an Asian family. And so they had like all this like really dope stuff. And so like she was like, oh, by the way, we have a bidet. And I was like. I don't need that in me. No, literally. Uh, well, while he's trying to figure out the bidet, Fiona calls him about the loan and he offers, he's like, if you go into my dorm room, there is a couple hundred dollars behind the light socket just stashed in there. You can have it. And she's like, okay, cool. Thanks. I like and that scene she- though. Cause he stands up and the bidet is like still spurting out of the door. <laughs> like, he's like on the phone. And Fiona hangs up and then finds the ring that she did not give back to her husband in the top drawer. And that's when she gets interrupted by a social worker and fucking Chucky standing in her living room. Reveal. Reveal. And Fiona's like, hi, no offense, but can literally any fucking buddy else take him? Like, anybody else? Can he not be in my living room right now? And the social worker says, because of the swastika his mother tattooed on his forehead. She's like, if we put him into the system, he is going to get fucking killed. Like, he's going to get killed. He's like, she's like, it's a majority non-white people in the system. They're going to kill him. Well, it's like, okay, guys, pay for that tattoo removal then. Yeah. Yeah. Foster care. Or... or (laughs) Or do the ghetto version that Fiona does. She uses a magic marker to turn it into a box on his forehead. And she's like, okay, because I can't, I can't look at that. A box. And then doesn't she go, she goes, um, Ian, would you please make our Nazi nephew um, some, some food, lunch? please? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't Ian just like give a thumbs up or something? He's like, he just like, he just like, <laughs> like just like ushers. Or he's like, ushy, he's like, come on, Chucky. Like, bitch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Carl says, Chucky's going to get a shiv in his neck. And Fiona's like, please don't kill him. I Please don't kill him. And then we join Frank at the hospital, still trolling for husbands for Debbie. And then we run into this motherfucker. The actor's name is Michael McMillan. I know him, first and foremost, from the Amanda Bynes classic television show, What I Like About You. He played Henry, her boyfriend. He was also the pastor turned gay vampire in True Blood. And he's one of the lucky ones to have been a regular on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. He had the song, A Buzzing from the Bathroom. <gasps> I remember him. He was one of- uh, Not was you he copying one of, was and he, pasting. Was he one of- Me? Yeah, I did. Was he one of the lawyers? Yes, he the buzzing from the bathroom. That's him. Yes. Okay, because for a second, I thought he was the guy who played Pete in Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Is that the character's name? uh 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 the the bi her her boss the bi guy no no not him that's that's what i thought and i was about to be like i was about to be like he was a workaholics he was a workaholics but this guy wasn't no 
No, it was the associate that was always wearing the suspenders with the tie, and he did the yes, song about his wife's him. vibrator <gasps> in the bathroom. He was in Silicon Valley. But he was in... Did you, either of you ever watch What I Like About You, the Amanda Bynes television show? No. I didn't. Oh, oh God. It's amazing. I didn't. I, I didn't watch. I didn't watch anything she did after Amanda Show. Really, I mean, I saw a couple of her movies, but he was in Amanda Fight Club. Bynes means everything. Oh wait, me. Fight Club, the video game. Yeah. <laughs> but he also did. You guys ever watch True Blood? Uh, my parents did, and I wasn't allowed to watch that. No, I'm looking at his. I'm looking at his Wikipedia right now. He's so good in True Blood. I need he's to. Like a, he's like a crazy like Christian pastor pastor who gets turned and then he's like oh yeah i'm gay and he's just a gay vampire oh, like that's it's sweet. awesome so i just good. like remember having vivid memories of like because that show was on when i was like a kid like i was like a kid when that show was on and yeah i remember my parents would when they would have like adult tv show time like we weren't allowed downstairs when they were watching true blood and i remember huh. one time like walking down the scene where it's like that put this one a couple of these people had like all those bodies like hanging upside down and like cling film with like buckets underneath of them and i was just like ew <laughs> the only yeah. pictures of him are from like over 10 years ago what does he look like now he looks look so up weird crazy ex-girlfriend is the most recent from him he gives me like very uncanny oh so though. he just looks the same actually because it doesn't really yeah. look like he's aged that much no he still looks good and i love him i love seeing his little face guys he's who so were looking old in their 20s look the yeah. same in their 30s and 40s that's like noel fisher who said that yeah who said that what's well, like steve so martin's old. steve martin's hair went gray when he was 30 and now he's just looked the same for his entire life i remember thinking he was literally so old when i was a kid yeah. now i'm looking up now i'm looking up pictures of noel from 2023 and he's really scaring me <laughs> Ooh. anyway <laughs> It's from it's from playing all of those cops. It made him old fast. No, seriously, bro. We were just so immersed in our conversation before we started. We didn't even do like a cast check in. Like, did they all went to? Yeah, nothing. No, no, they, I haven't no, seen anything. No, they all went to fucking Bill's whiskey release party like two weeks ago. Like, I all did not I didn't see, see that. that. Really, you guys didn't? Like, no. they all posted that. like a couple days after. Like. Uh, Noel was there, uh, Cameron was there, Emma was there, Ethan was there, Shinola and, uh, fucking, uh, Steve. Um, but yeah, no, uh. Yeah, I didn't see that. Bill I did had, like, see a whiskey it. that he made that just came out, so they all went to, like, the whiskey release, and there was, like, this really cute video that Emma posted of him, like, singing his ukulele. Brian Cranston she- core. <laughs> <laughs> and she made, like, tequila. This post. She was like, I have like such lovely memories of like being a kid growing up with Bill with his like ukulele on set. And I was like, that's so sweet. I'm how did you guys not see that? I, I just I that. just didn't, I guess. I did see that like Cameron, Ethan, and Emma were together on Halloween or around Halloween. Yeah, there's like that uh, TikTok. And 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 Ethan dressed up, I think, as Carmi from the Bear. I think as Jeremy. That's so fun. That's so fun. I'm not gonna like hold on. I, from well, Emma's you guys TikTok, can right? I'm gonna see if I can find a picture. But I also, I, w- I was when I was doing my Doctor Who rewatch, I got to one of the Christmas episodes in like the like 2014 season. Justin Chatwin is in an episode of Doctor Who. What the I totally fuck? forgot. What yes, a crossover! Yeah, he's he's yeah. totally dressed as Carmi in this because oh. because Emma dressed up as Chris Jenner. <laughs> for yes, I don't even know what Cameron was. I don't know. Is he he's working on bullet right now, though. Oh, maybe. I remember he was. He, he did, just. Like, he's just wearing costumes. a suit. He's just wearing a suit, and he has. He's rocking a mullet right now. But that's like. I think he might have been Cowboy Bebop. 
interesting. But But, you know, I love this guy, Michael McMillan. I think he's great. And Frank is talking him up, clearly trying to get him as a husband for Debbie because he's younger. He's handsome. Uh, But the guy, the guy is here not for his own cancer, but for his wife who has cancer. And Frank in Frank still sees opportunity here. And he introduces himself as a cancer concierge, someone who helps the families of cancer patients. And he hands the guy a handwritten card, just handwritten. And it sounds like he's pitching Debbie as a nanny. Which even then, even if you weren't trying to spin it into a sugar daddy thing, a live-in nanny would be a good gig for her. Especially because it's like, yeah, I'll take care of your kid while I take care of my kid. Like, I'm already taking care of a kid. Yeah. No, it's, I genuinely love this idea from Frank. I had a thought during this episode and, like, the next episode, too, when, like, how Frank is just, like, fucking chilling at a hospital for two episodes straight and i'm like isn't he a frequent flyer like don't all these doctors and nurses know who he is and they're just letting him loiter around but then i was like in the emergency he's in the cancer wing so like he's not as noticeable but like he's also not seeking treatment or anything he's literally just hanging out so it's like like i feel like you you can't just like let someone hang out in a hospital like that and it's frank of all people so i was just like but then I always have to remember, it's shameless. They it's don't shameless. care about details that much. No. Anything that flits, fits their plot. <laughs> and if it fits, it ships. Back to Ian. He's at the firehouse again, where all the all-gay firefighter shift is happening. And he brings another plate of cookies. Love the montage. I <laughs> literally <laughs> hate that goddamn montage. It's, it's, like the bow, it's so bow. unserious. <laughs> it is horny it's just a horny montage they're like making a smoothie and lifting weights but also it's like well i guess he never got to, i guess he never really got to be horny like that because he was always down bad all the time yeah but like it's just a horny montage that immediately cuts to kevin the pacing of this episode sucks i hate it and then kev is hoping that yanis doesn't mean it about lighting the lawyer's house on fire and then he talks himself into Yanis. She's, oh, he's just a shit talker. He doesn't have follow through. It's fine. Everything's going to be fine. Well, he also kind of can't. He isn't he? I mean, he's like in a wheelchair. So it's like. He's literally paralyzed from like the neck down. But I think he has like. he And he has to use like a straw to like push his cart. He can use his hands. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. Yeah. Then Svetlana walks by on her way to her other job at a speakeasy. And she offers to introduce them to the owner of the place because the place is busy all the time and maybe she can give them tips. And then Kermit walks in and asks, who's getting topless? And Svetlana (laughs) says, not topless, tapas. And he says, I still hear topless. (laughs) He's too funny. And Kermit goes, he goes to leave when he finds out no one's going to be topless. And Kevin's like, wait, V, flash him. And Svetlana's like, ugh, strange little bald man flashes her tits. Now go sit down and drink. She's Love mother. her. <laughs> uh, back to the firehouse. Ian thanks the man who saved him his life and gives him cookies. The firefighter named Jason offers Ian a smoothie and introduces him to all the guys on the shift. One of them is Caleb. And Caleb comes over and gives Ian the smoothie. Apparently, Caleb is also an artist. Caleb wasn't workaholics. Who said that? <laughs> 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 Who said that? He did one episode. Who said that? (laughs) Well, Ian asks if he can visit Caleb's studio. And then the fire alarm goes off. Everyone gears up. I forgot he was an artist. Yeah. 
am I'm already annoyed by him. At least he's hot. Whatever. At yeah. least he's hot. It's what Ian deserves a little bit right now. It's like he just needs a hot boyfriend. Whatever. A hot a good dicking. Yes. Back to Lip and Helene heading into the conference. She's giving her speech when she's interrupted by someone who apparently has more information than Helene on the subject she is presenting. And she's thrown off by this person basically disproving her entire speech in like the first minute. But it's like sorry on her on her part. Like I can't, I it's like I feel bad for you cuz you got owned in front of everybody, but it's like if the information's wrong, the information's wrong. Yeah. Wasn't it wasn't it like really really new recent like yeah, information like or something. Last week. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, well, you've been fucking your teenage boyfriend, so that's why you didn't know. That'll do it. Over to Fiona and V. Fiona is pre-certified for a one hundred thousand dollar loan, and Fiona gives Sean credit for giving her the idea. And V's like, yeah, he's just like Superman, except for the whole junkie thing. I love V as a best friend because she's like, listen, I acknowledge that you like him and that he's nice to you. And so I'm going to sit here and criticize him all the time because that is what best friends do. I'm not going to talk you out of him. I'm simply going to shit talk him. And then they start talking about pawning the ring and Fiona, because they still need the deposit. And Fiona does feel bad about it. She even tried to stay mad about the song, but it's a dead grandma Holocaust ring. And she said, (laughs) she said she got it appraised and it's worth seven grand. And V says, Fuck Gus's dead grandma. Get your house. I disagree, but it's fine. I'm like, <laughs> she's going to do what she's going to do. And it, it does blow up in her face. So Yeah. Yeah. Also, Gus could have tried harder to get the ring back at the house. It's She shouldn't be pawning it. She should have returned it no, for the but record. Like, like, but you're so right, though. Like, I agree with, like, that's definitely still something that you shouldn't have pawned. Like, that's kind of fucked up. But Homeboy's been gone for, like, a month he at really this point. i mean they saw each other and he didn't ask for the ring back yeah like yeah. obviously he's not that bothered by it until he needs it to propose to his other fucking girlfriend yeah i forgot yeah that's right at the house carl shoes chucky away from nick and says that nick is old enough to get his license and nick's like i don't want to take a test i just want my bike and then we learn a little bit about nick he's he was a little boy who saved up his own money and bought himself a bike, and he had it for one day, and his junkie dad traded it for drugs. And he's just a nice young man who just wants his bike. It's like, so bad. It's so bad for us. It's about we, to get so bad for us. Don't we get not, more information on him? Yeah, I think so. Because we learn Maybe. about why he was locked up. Because we learn why he was locked up, right? Yeah, we do. And the way he was telling the story and the way Carl was looking at him while he was telling the story, I was very worried that this was going to result in Carl taking Nick's bike. Like, I was very worried that it was going to go, like, really wrong in this episode. Yeah. Uh, Not in this episode. It gets way worse. It's not Carl's fault. But I think think what happens is, like, Fiona's worried about, like because of Nick's like you know his demeanor and stuff just how he is and Carl like was telling her and he was like do you know why he got locked up like Carl tells Fiona the story I think okay of why he got locked up I love him uh he's a little sweetie pie and right now I love him and he just wants it's his hard bike. it's really 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 like, sad yeah okay it's hard it's 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 hard <laughs> we'll get there we'll get there yeah. Is it Back next episode? To- it might be, or it might be two from now. 
Back to Fiona and V, who are trying to pawn the ring, but the guy only offers her $1,900 for it. She can't get him to budge. She's like, it's worth seven grand. And he's like, I'll give you $1,900. She's like, give me six grand. And he's like, I will give you $1,900. And then she tries to walk out. Yeah, she like tries to walk out to like bluff him and he still won't leave her $1,900. And so she leaves. Meanwhile, Frank comes by with a job opportunity for Debbie and she fights him on it. But he talks her into being the nanny for this family. And has the family even agreed for the nanny at this point? I think the dad did. Uh, the dad okay. did, but not the mom. Oh, I forgot how weird that goes. Yeah, yeah. no, dude, it gets really and then, fucking and then, weird. And then that's also why Debbie being a lesbian is really, really confusing later on. Yeah. Shh, wait, Amanda, there's no context for Amanda. <laughs> <Yeah>. That's <laughs> anyway, fine. You don't need to know um, right now. Um, You'll see. Um, You'll see. Back at the conference, Helene is very drunk after being embarrassed in that way. And I Lip would be too, is- bitch. And Lip is trying to get her back to her room. And I actually learned something in this scene. that They put mirrors in elevators to make you feel less closed in in the elevator. Because Helene, drunk, is like, why do they put mirrors in elevators? And he's like, it's to make you feel less closed in. It's like, that makes so much sense, actually. Wow, see, you learn new things watching Shameless, guys. <laughs> and- Which is weird because everybody faces the door anyway in the elevator. Yeah. Oh, is that but why like- they make those elevators where it's like you see you going up and can see the outside is that why they do that too maybe or maybe it's just for aesthetic purposes but i think it's more of just like a social awkwardness thing like no one wants to be like facing the wall yeah like or like looking right directly at another person everybody just looks at the door uh she tries to get naughty in the elevator but lip's like hey why don't we wait till we get back up to the room and then some more people get in the elevator and helene doesn't let up of like trying to fuck lip in this elevator and she even introduces herself to the people. Like, girl is going nuts. I know, and they're also probably other scholars, too. And I'm like, girl, this is embarrassing. Yeah. And we cut away from that. V goes with spe- with Svet to the speakeasy that you get into by flushing a urinal. So dope. I love speakeasies. It's called the public bathroom. <laughs> so stupid, though. And, like, the drinks, there's number one and number two. And it's a yellow drink and a brown drink. Those are the drinks that you can get <gasps> at the public Wait, bathroom. I, 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 I didn't that. even get that joke. I literally watched <laughs> that. I've seen this episode probably so many times that I've never gotten that joke. I just thought it was like, oh, that's so smart to speakeasy so they only have two options. No, I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> it's pee and poop. It's pee pee or poo poo. Um, poo poo, please. And Svetlana introduces V to the owner, and the owner's like, oh, you know Svet? Svet's the best. She's rude and hard to understand. She's fucking irreplaceable. But I love this because the bitch is on her phone the entire time, like, V is trying to talk to her. She's just like, "Mm, yeah, love her. (laughs) And V talks, and V is talking about the perils of advertising a place to hipsters. And she basically learns, like, that the alibi is fucked. And the, because the owner's like, oh, yeah, that, that alibi that thing that was in the the magazine and she's like yeah that place was great uh right up until they put the banner up and started advertising it now it's fucking useless no one's gonna go there because v didn't disclose that it was her well it's like it's now that you're like and now that you're like voted like shittiest bar in the south side like yippee it's like they're like okay so everyone's heard about it yeah yeah and like also (laughs) like i love how v like doesn't disclose it's her bar she's like oh yeah remember that place that like the alibi crazy Uh. So the alibi's fucked. Moving on. 
Back home, Fiona and Sean brainstorm about coming up with the rest of the down payment for the loan. Sean offers to kick in the rest, and she actually takes him up on it. And Fiona Which is says, crazy behavior, in my yeah. opinion. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Well, she says that she'll pay him back, and he's like, yes, you will. Mm, yeah, true. She would. She'd be good for it. She says if they don't get the house, at least the kids are older now. The first time this happened, Fiona was 10. And she jokes about her worst case scenario being that she moves in with Sean. And he looks spooked when she mentions moving in. He yeah, looks- girl, shut your damn mouth. <laughs> I feel like she was like joking. Yeah, she was. She was joking. And he's like, ha ha. Wouldn't that be really funny? <laughs> Wouldn't that be so funny? Uh... And then they try to play it off and they cut away from it. And back at the conference, Helena's getting sick in the fancy toilet. And she said her book is fucked after that speech. And she thinks she's a cliche, a Mrs. Robinson who chases young guys. She is. She is. But Lip tells her she isn't. <laughs> but homegirl, you didn't research any new, like, documentations or research on your subject and then have the audacity to be mad someone called you out on it girl you were i mean like she did she did all the research but then like that new information came out that totally ruined her whole speech but it's also like if something that damning comes out that ruins your entire well that ruins your entire thesis at that point i would just pull up no 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 if it if it negates your entire thesis i would just pull out of giving the speech yeah. I would just be like, okay, so my thesis is obviously wrong. Like, I'm not going to present something as fact when I know it's not. Yeah. But also, she didn't even know that that, like, information came out or whatever. Because it's so funny because they say at Hopkins, and that's that's me. <laughs> no way. They say over at Hopkins because it's Johns Hopkins. Yeah. Because they're like, it's like a crazy medical college here. Or, yeah. like, research college. It's like, they're insane. They have, like, they're known for, like, some of, like, the dopest, like, medical history. Oh, yeah. Really famous hospital, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she says, Helene says to Lip, one day he is going to be with a girl his own age and he's going to tell her about the older woman he was with and all of the things that she taught him. Yeah, about but then, winning. Shut well, the there's, there's that scene with Tammy where she tells him that she was like with a teacher and he doesn't offer up his own story. Not, yeah, not I, in a way, not in a way where it's like, oh, he's not right. But that, but that's also because doesn't Tammy treat it like they were in a real relationship dating, when she was when she was very obviously groomed because she was like 15 or something yeah she was yeah. in like high school like junior senior type situation but lip like like obviously not excusing like the age difference but i was just like there was a bit more maturity yeah. so lip probably personally adult. felt like yeah. that these situations are totally opposite because he was more conscious about his decisions versus well, and also, a child or something and I, also I lip lip is a little like the double standard no just like the double standard because he's like he's like oh well you were a girl so you got taken advantage of but i'm a guy so i can't get taken advantage of but also he he feels differently when that teacher who's in succession moves in yeah like he he does he di- he disagrees but then later on he kind of adopts that maybe it's just because it happened to him and not someone else you know well the, and that teacher he wants he wants te- to discount his own well, the teacher that moved in down the block, the pedophile teacher. Yeah. That was, was like an eighth grader, right? She was dating oh, an eighth yeah. grader or something. Oh, yeah, that succession teacher. That's what you meant. Because I was like, well, yeah, she's, what she's other yeah, she's, it's, it's Willa from succession. Yeah, Willa. That's who it is. Duh. She yeah. was taking advantage of kids and he objected to that. Cash was taking advantage of Ian and, and he, he objected, objected to, that. to that. But like, and he Lip felt like he was. Adult. Right. 
So he was like, no, there's no power imbalance, but it's like, well, there she's still a professor. There still is a power dynamic. Right, right, right. It's like, she's older. She's also a professor. That's like yeah. kind of the big thing. Other, like, outside of the age difference, like, and the thing that they actually get her for is like, she is a professor and he's a student. Yeah. Uh, she says that when they got together, she was looking for a fling, but that this is different. This is more. And then she pukes again. Because she's, like, obsessed with that painting and him. Yeah. Back at home, Carl is insta-stalking Dominique and, like, zooming in on her chest. You couldn't zoom on in like that in Instagram back then. Can't <laughs> no, you zoom on the Instagrams like that. You can now, but not now. I well, mean, I'm like, I guess, I guess he just screenshotted and zoomed in. Damn, Maybe. when you screenshot her Instagram posts. The next morning, Debbie and Frank turn up to the family's house to interview as a nanny. And Frank has left out the wife dying of cancer part <laughs> of the deal. And Lip wakes up alone in a hotel and with a note to meet Helene downstairs. She's embarrassed about how she acted and basically walks back the whole sweet conversation they had. She's like, mm, didn't say that. Don't, don't <laughs> think about what I said. I didn't mean that. And she, like, gets up to go get coffee or something. And the concierge asks, do you and your mother need a taxi? Ouch. Ouchie, ouchie, ouch. Ooh. Like, why would you? Like, I just feel like if you're in a service industry, you should never assume any. Like, you should just be like, do you and her? Yeah. Like, like, just don't even be like, or like the one. Do you like, too? Yeah. You too? Like, it's like, why you and your mother? Like, don't assume. It's like, what if she's just some old lady I know? What if she was a mentor instead of like a girlfriend, you yeah. know? It's like, oh, that's not, <laughs> that's mm-hmm. not mine. Carl turns up, like that, this scene feels like the end of them, but like, I know it's shameless, so there's going to be something else. Uh, Carl turns up to school to pick up Dominique and he has a bike for her. And this is the moment that I was like, oh my God, did he take Nick's bike? Oh my uh, God. Oh no. Did he take he Nick's bike? He wouldn't. But he bought, yes, he bought her her own. Nick is standing there with his bike anyway. And he learned a sweet lesson from Nick's story of like not to do a flashy thing or do something stupid. He's like, she, let's be simple. Let's get her a bike. Like he learned a sweet thing. It's nice. <laughs> Does she like got the receipt? yeah and then she takes the bike and tells carl not to ride too close back to cancer lady debbie is interviewing for the nanny position and she and frank are being very convincing and the woman is very tired from the chemotherapy and goes to lay down and frank starts snooping around the house that's when debbie catch on catches on that frank is still trying to set her up with the dying woman's husband and that is when our man gets home and Debbie realizes, oh, oh, he's young and handsome. Oh, this this could work, actually. Can I help you with those groceries? And like, ah, yay, I didn't know he was in Shameless. And now there's going to be a little bit more of him. That's fun. I wonder if there are any other like people that pop up that Amanda's going to be like, oh, my God. <laughs> Maybe. You got three seasons of or four seasons of that. So probably. I do know that Courtney Cox shows up at some point. Yeah, that's that's a know. really Way fun later. episode. It's like season that's like nine. That's like season nine. Yeah. yeah. And I do know that Katie Seagal shows up at some point. Who's and that? I love her. Uh, she was the mom in Sons of Anarchy. She was in... Uh, <laughs> Me and Lita immediately Googling. She's in Ace Googling. Rules for Dating My Teenage Daughter. She is from uh, in Married with Children. She's Leela in Futurama. She is the <gasps> voice of Leela Oh my Futurama. god. She plays um the 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 Frank... Uh, she, she has scenes with Frank. Yes. Oh yeah. Okay, yeah. That's way later too. 
She's fun. I like her. She's crazy, but she's fun. I love her husband. If you've ever seen Sons of Anarchy, she uh, she's fucking amazing in Sons of Sons of Anarchy. Um, but yeah, I know. So I'm, but I was excited that we got Michael in this one. Uh, we jumped to Fiona and Sean, who are getting ready to leave her to leave work and go to the house auction. He offers her a place to stay if they don't get the house. And she says, no, we should wait until we're both ready and not try to force it. And he says that when his ex moved in, there were things he was keeping from her and that his sponsor says things should be different this time. And so Fiona goes, okay, what are you keeping from me? And he tells her, well, I went to prison in my 20s. I killed a guy. And she kind of laughs and he's like, no, no, I killed a guy. I was drunk and high, got in a fight. The guy died because he smacked his head on the curb during the fight. And he went to prison for it. It was like, it was an accidental death. So obviously he didn't get like a murder sentence. But Right. Like, it's like he didn't mean to. He was just fighting yeah. him. It's not like he meant to kill him. Yeah. But he did kill him. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And she takes that in and she asks, is there anything else? And he says, nope, just the heroin and the killing a guy. Yep. 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 Sure. For sure, for sure, yeah. But it's also like, well, you're not 20 now, I guess. Yeah. You're not in your 20s now. You're like fucking 50 <laughs> or something. And then this, this is the part where when I was listening to 601 and you guys were like, Amanda, you don't even know what's about to happen with Yanis. Then this it's scene so, happens. It's yeah. so silly. Yeah, no, it was nothing you could have ever prepared for. <laughs> Absolutely nothing you could have expected to happen. Because he is zipping down the block with a lap full of Molotov cocktails. And he's about to light the first one up into the lawyer's house when Kev admits he was the one who cut the brake line. And he admits it was an accident, that he was just trying to keep the peace, and he's very sorry, and he feels relief. And then Yanis lights up the Molotov cocktail and drops it, because he's aiming for Kev, but he drops it in his lap with the rest of them and his entire fucking body catches on fire and the and wheelchair, wheelchair just spins. and the wheelchair's just actively spinning while on fire not funny not funny a little not, funny. i didn't i didn't laugh i didn't laugh i didn't laugh and then you have kev from like 10 feet away going <laughs> trying to blow out the fire while going help 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 what help. like and they help. and then they killed him he's gone that's yeah, and dead. that's a wrap on Giannis. That's a lip, that's lip, like wrap on Lemon. There, there are several times where things just get so absurd in a TV show. I call it the I call it a Breaking Bad plane crash moment because there's uh, a there's a plane crash in Breaking Bad, and yeah. I'm like in Veep when Selena walks through a glass door. That's a Breaking Bad plane crash moment. This is a Breaking Bad plane crash moment. There's well, a couple it's, other it's ones Fonzie, where it's like. It's- it's Fonzie jumping the shark. It's a jump the shark. It, yeah, moment. well, not even because yeah. well, like jumping the shark is like the show was trying to do like a big event episode or something. It's more of when like a normal episode is happening and then some like random fucking ass event will happen and it'll be like, yeah. huh? <laughs> but like, or like one that doesn't. I mean, I guess the plane crash did, but it's more like one that doesn't really change the course of the entire show, where it's just yeah. like, and you guys just put that in for fun (laughs) like that like okay for sure that makes a lot of sense huh and then right here in the last two minutes of the episode we join the house auction it's the last two fucking minutes we're just getting around to the auction for the house 
someone gets it for $140,000 and they lose the house. Which is like just over their budget, isn't it? Because they yeah. started at like 100, like I think it started maybe they like got, They ended up getting like 112 or something. Yeah, they yeah. like, they put in for like that was all they they, had they had like 112 or something 120 and then they were like and then they were like fiona bid bid and she was like we don't have it like i I don't like i don't know what to tell you like they do so many scenes of like all of them like going through like a torrential moment like you've seen so many court scenes and just so many family scenes when it's just like the pan off of all of them just like their faces just like they're just like we're fucked they're like fuck <laughs> yeah but like i can't believe that in this entire episode the last two fucking minutes of the episode that's why it's so good that's why it's so good because it's literally just like it just ends on that and it's like the sorrow that you feel because i watched this live and it was like for a week it was like well what are they gonna do yeah and that's that's the question that the writers always want you to ask what are they gonna do but it's for real it's like what are they gonna do <laughs> Yeah, we cut to the credits. That's it. That's the end of the episode. The credit song is Cold Creeps by Al John. The after credit sequence is Giannis's spinning wheelchair, wheelchair on fire. Wheelchair coming, coming to a slow stop. Oh my god, that like, has to be what? one of the photos for the collage. Just oh yeah. flame Giannis. And then <clears throat> next week on Shameless, Frank bonds with Cancer Wife. And the Gallaghers are getting kicked out, but not without a fight. Not if Carl has anything to say about it. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. uh. And that's it. That's the episode. Woo, 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 woo. Wow. Amanda, how Amanda, how are you feeling? I will say most of this episode it was like the pacing is annoying and okay, but like we're building certain things and what Giannis is on fire? Giannis is on fire. Like, Giannis huh? is on fire. Breaking bad plane crash moment. <laughs> I definitely have a couple other ones that I've written down or like put on my serialized or whatever where I'm like, this was a Breaking Bad plane crash moment to me. But like that I, I don't know what they're going to do about the house. I would prefer it if we forgot Chucky existed. I can't believe Chucky's back. Um, I actually well, don't the thing totally is, remember is what they do. do. No, I. I oh, remember I, re- I remember a little. I think I remember. I'll, I'll text and ask you. Yeah. Because I, I actually, I just, like, binge season six, like, the last, like, two weeks. Just because, like, I can't, like, just watch one episode shameless. Like, I just have to keep watching it. So, I've already finished season six for my, like, rewatch. So, like, I just have, I have everything so fresh in my brain right now. <laughs> but, like, I, t- this sure was an episode. That gay firefighter storyline sure has begun. It, sh- it sure has. <laughs> it's defo interesting. Is it, is it next episode when Ian goes to the baseball game? Yes. I do know about the baseball Oh, yeah, because we've talked about this with you with fucking Tony. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I do love a baseball game. That'll be fun. Oh, God. So this was... Uh, what? Uh, do you think this was a good episode? What do we think? How are we feeling? What are we it thinking? It was fine. I think it built a lot of important plot points. Yeah. I think, I think the only reason I ever really thought this one was a banger was because of that last scene. Yeah. Like, it definitely is not a filler. Like, it's a meaningful, like, meaningful shit happens in this episode. But there are scenes that feel like filler. Yeah, definitely. But, ch- yep, that's what, we're certainly four episodes into season six. We sure are. <laughs> we're doing it. <laughs> what did you think, Evan, of this episode? I like it. I just have so much fun in season six. And then, I don't know, like, especially with, like, fiona and sean i feel like 
this is like a really big start of like the growth of their relationship which is like really really nice but then it takes like a really pivotal turn which i'm not sad for like i know it's gonna hurt me because i like him so much you're talking about carl carl and dominique or nick nick yeah yeah i like i know that the shot of it all is gonna hurt me are you guys are making me real nervous about nick i'm so nervous now what do you mean what i'm the actually i want to look up what what episode it's in (laughs) i am either because amanda by me texting you if my timeline's right it's two episodes so that either happens on uh six six i think because then by six seven uh 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 um I'm just trying to remind Lena what happens with the house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got that. So, so it must be two. It must be two episodes because I think next episode is them trying to fe- get. Is that well? So and it's also getting, like they get evicted next episode, and then well, the, ne- and the episode after that is them dealing with everything, and then the next episode after that is when is is the aftermath of what happens in the next one. Yes, you're correct. Crazy, crazy times. Uh, but we that's don't it. hate we Nick. It. We feel for him. I know. I'm now nervous. I I'm well, so nervous. Well, actually, didn't didn't he say that Nick Nick went to juvie because he killed his dad for he the killed bike? his dad because I think he, they've said that he yes. like beat on his mom. Oh, I think he beat on his mom and he killed his that dad. too. Yeah, it was like it was also definitely that. What the hell, Nick's on Nick's on Evil Doer Wiki. He's on Villains Wiki. No, I mean he's complicated. He's just a little like, guy. Like, yes, who like, yes, bite. by all by all intents and purposes of the law, he's a bad guy. But it was devastating. Actually okay. devastating. Well, on that note, <laughs> <laughs> I am excited to see Carl go like kind of nuts in the next episode. And like, I wonder if Fiona will just let him because like, what the fuck do they have to lose? Uh, I'm excited. I... I'm excited to see the rest of this season. I think this season is a fun, unpredictable season, right, Lena? Like, I feel like everything, which way you think is going to happen, it, like, goes the complete opposite way. And you're just like, whoa, whoa. Yeah, there, this crazy. season this season is one of the more melodramatic. Like, it takes yeah. a lot of, it takes a lot of big jumps. I really like the beginning of season seven. Me too. It's I like, really I don't like- know how... I don't know how this season ends. Well, because the finale of this one is crazy. It's crazy. So then the opening scene for season that seven That opening is scene? Cool. Banger. It's so dope. I Banger. rewatch it. It's so dope. Lena, you're going to really appreciate it's good to it. It's like I, the yeah, opening scene of it. season seven. Yeah, the first, scene, the first scene of season seven. Banger. Banger. My good favorite to know, one cause... is the... Lena, just the... With the... The, that one. <laughs> oh yeah well because it's like you did it you broke all the kids down to their most basic parts like to the mo- to their most basic roles so good so good so good so good so good me this entire like the next three seasons is just the jennifer lawrence meme from hot ones what do you mean i know what do you, what do you mean <laughs> me and lena secretly texting each other each episode to try to remind each other of what the fuck we're talking about because this show I'm is watching... so goddamn long it's like a soap so opera crazy. Watching your eyes like dart at each other, going, "What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean?" <laughs> uh, anyway, until next time, everybody. We t- took two fucking weeks in the making, and many, many months from when we 
recorded episode one of this. We were only four episodes in. We recorded the first episode of this season in July, guys. Happy November. Happy November. Happy Turkey Lurkey Day. <laughs> turkey Lurkey Lurkey time. Everybody go uh, buy your Christmas presents, but not from places that we're going to boycott. Please and thank you. Um. Anyway, I, that's I that's feels like we're wrapping it up. And we're going to see you guys next time that we're around these parts. You you know our handles. You can find us on the gram. At this point, we're doing it for us and the four people that we know that commented that they were waiting for us. And Look up the luck we had. You'll I find guess. us. Yeah. And Lena's, hi, Lena's brother. Hey, shout brother. Out, <laughs> All right. I, you guys ready? I'm ready. ready Let's wrap skedaddle. it up. Until next time. All let's right. get on out of here. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>